Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Valley Naval Gazing on 103.5 FM WNHH. My name is Eugene Driscoll from valleyindy.org. I'm here with my usual co-host, reporter Ethan Fry. Hey, now. Today, we're going to be talking about the proposed Derby budget with the tax board chairperson, and I am going to... Ethan, why don't you introduce the guest, since you're better with Judy's last name, because I'll butcher it. Well, well, this is based on uh, former reporter Jody Gill's Polish pronunciation. Way to put... We see how we pass the buck. Pass, yeah, completely throwing Judy. Unless it's right, then I'll She doesn't even work here anymore. But uh, it's Judy Sefchek, is that? Yay. Remotely accurate? Oh, Perfect, perfect. Awesome. But... uh, Nailed it. So welcome, Judy. Thank you so much for, for coming by. We're recording this on Friday, May 13th. Uh, it should air on uh, the radio, 103.5 FM, on Monday the 23rd, we, walked, we, we worked out. Uh, and the 24th, we should say right off the bat, the public hearing on the proposed Derby budget for next year is scheduled for Tuesday, May 24th, 7 p.m., Derby City Hall. That's at 1 Elizabeth Street. So just a little bit by way of background, uh, this particular budget at the moment, if it was adopted today and put into effect, there would be a tax increase of four mills, right, Judy? That's correct. And then from what I understand, uh, there's been some calculations saying that could cost the average taxpayer, say single family home, someone who owns a single family home, about $300. Is that yeah, Accurate. but that is an average. It's very taking a, an awful wide scope of numbers and coming to some number. I was looking before I came down. I had a little time. Um, if you're, if you're, the value of your house went down on the recent revaluation, you are still going to pay more tax. There's, there's, most people's taxes are going to go up at least a little bit. In some form, okay. In some form. 300 would be the average. But a lot of people, especially if your value of your home went up, you're looking a lot more. You could have a big increase. Yeah. Okay. And I should mention this preliminary budget was approved eight to zero uh, by a bipartisan panel. That's Republicans and Democrats on the Derby Board of Apportionment and Taxation. The budget as it stands is about $40.9 million. So what's happening? I know in all the towns in the Valley, every official says... We don't want any new taxes because obviously residents, uh, especially in the lower Norwalk Valley, don't have a ton of dis- disposable income. Uh, why are taxes going up in Derby and why isn't more being done to, to rein that in? Well, taxes are going up, especially this. Every year we have an issue, but it's the, the difference between, you know, that we have to make up for to keep the taxes stable is usually something in the range of half a million dollars. So we start putting little band-aids here and there. You know, we can cut this, we can scooch that over, we can get a little more revenue here, and we, we can make it up. But this year we're faced with a $3 million shortfall. That's coming a million dollars less anticipated from the state government, a million dollars less because of the revaluation of the property, and our budget's going up about a million dollars primarily because of... Uh, employee contracts, be it for the city itself directly or the city schools. Um, and it's the same problem every town has in the lower Naugatuck, and we have it over and over again. It's just this time sort of a perfect storm situation where all of these things came at the same time. The reval, 
Hartford changing, trying to, you know, rein back their huge deficits. And uh, it was a year when the teacher salaries went up. So okay. you add all those together, you get a $3 million shortfall. We sat in the tax board night after night, line by line, saying, okay, where can we take up? There's nowhere to take that much off. Hmm. The only thing that could happen for this time, and we still have two weeks until the final budget vote, would be if we literally lay off people. And has that, I know since that meeting that I covered, has, has any, been, any movement been made on this budget either way? Or are we going to see layoffs in, in Derby? I don't know. I am waiting to hear from the mayor, uh, who will typically make, the mayor of the town will typically do their own budget, especially when it looks like it's a little high. Because, see, they're going to have information uh, that we don't have, more like insider information. You what know? type of information is that? They'll know which, if we have to cut people, they'll know where it's going to do the least damage to the city, to services. I was looking at back before I wrote the article on the approval of the preliminary budget. In 2012, uh, Derby, the tax board, was looking then at an 8 mil increase the last time there was a, a reval. Mm -hmm. uh, and that all worked out. I, I looked at my own property, which had been valued at like $140,000. And even though 8 mils, was, there was that increase, it was the, the reval sort of evened it out. And I had, a, I think, a $25 increase, mm -hmm. which I think I don't, even, I don't even know if that budget went through at that rate. But, uh, and I remember going to the Board of Education's presentation in late April, and the discussion before the Board of Ed got up and did their thing was that, you know, even if it, it, you're looking at a three mil increase just to, to be on sort of the, on par with the, with the reval. Uh, is that correct? Because I'm, I'm thinking, like, is the four mil, can you look at this as a one mil increase since you're going to have to do three mils no, uh, you anyway? Could, Cause you could divide it into three, really. It'd be kind of close. You could say we're going up 1.3 mils because of the reval. We're going up 1.3 mils because of Hartford. And we're going up 1.3 mils because of the just expenses go up. Okay. Uh, salaries by contract, medical, pension, the whole nine yards. Uh, it's all contracted. And like there was a, if I could interrupt, sorry. Yeah, like no, go in, ahead. Uh, <laughs> like Help I've me out. I'm checking our uh, sound levels here. I'm I've been sure covering cool. uh, Ansonia's budget process this year. And, and, and one of the biggest sort of issues there. Uh, was, you know, the mayor proposed to, uh, you know, he had his proposal and part of his proposal was saying um, he asked the teachers union to open up their contract and agree to some, uh, you know, changes to their health insurance. Uh, and they did. And, um, you know, you hear so much about, you know, contracts being fixed costs. Like, do you know, could there be any sort of similar thing in Derby? Uh, you know, it's I guess it's getting late in the process here, but uh, has, there, has there ever been any discussion about that? Or I don't know when the, the contracts are up for renewal uh, in Derby either. Um, there may have been behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. um, one of the problems I have with the way the Derby budget is crafted is that we are not the arm of government that makes those kind of decisions the contract decisions mm. yes we have nothing to do with that and so typically and not i don't want to throw the board of aldermen under the bus because we work with them but they are the ones that pass the laws they're the ones that say yeah you can you can hire a new assistant yeah we are going to buy that land over there across the river because that's a good move they spend but they don't look at the bottom line and then they come to us at the end of the year and they go okay fund this well if the only way we can fund it we only have two options. We either raise the taxes 
or we cut the expenses. But when you've cut expenses year after year after year to the point now, literally that big of a shortfall, jobs have to go. Now, who do we pick? Should we go with a smaller police force? I asked, uh, I asked the chief at the last meeting, if we cut you 3%, what would that do to you? Oh, we got to lay off like six cops. You can't lay off three cops because then your overtime goes up. So you have to lay off more. I asked the same of the superintendent, Dr. Conway. You know, teachers will have to go. I don't want to lay off teachers or cops unless that's together with the plan for Derby. You know? And I should just uh, interject to anyone listening. The way the budget works in Derby, uh, the Board of Apportionment and Taxation, of which Judy is the chairperson, they have final say over the bottom line. But if they make a, a they, they, like over with the school district, for example, they don't get to say, well, you need to do this, this, and this to bring it down. They just give a number. And the aldermen are, are the legislative body, uh, which is, the, would it be, uh, and there's always this sort of a, a dilemma the last couple of years, not really a fight, but there's some, the, the aldermen and the and boat butt heads a little bit over, well, you created the position, but we're the ones who control the purse springs, but the way it is, you're forcing us to do this. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you th- And, you know, I, I guess they're talking about charter change right now, I heard, in Derby as of they last just, week. They just formed a new uh, committee. Is mm-hmm. this one of the things that should be on the table? I mean, is there, like in Ansonia, they, they, they took that power away from Boat and gave it all to the aldermen. Do you think something like that would I be? I think it would be great because the way we do it right now really doesn't make perfect sense. Uh, sometimes, like, see, I guess it's Seymour that votes on their budget. Mm. They vote, yes. Then you know what the people want. Uh, I don't know that we should give all the power to the Board of Aldermen, but at the very least, we should work together. Where we're like the financial arm of them, or or some laws could be in place before they approve contracts, before they approve purchases, that there has to be some oversight from the tax board so we can tell them right there, okay, if you're going to do that, this is what's going to happen. It's, it's and then only- they can make a better decision. And, and we've heard uh, like about contracts. We always hear, you know, whatever you know, name the agency. They walk in. They say, "Well, here are our fixed costs, mm. costs, the contracts." And but then yeah, those contracts are always negotiated somewhere where it's not really a public thing. And uh, so it's. I mean, it's, there is room to negotiate that. That's when you'd want to do those, those cost savings. But that never seems to really. Right. It's always when by the time that you walk into the boat, it's like, oh, we've already. This is set in stone. There's nothing we can do. Right. One of the things uh, we thought of is, well, we could cut back the positions that have just been approved by the Board of Aldermen. We could just take those back. What were some of those? Uh, we gave the city clerk uh, an assistant. Another okay. assistant. We gave the... And that was in the last budget cycle, but they did, did, they did the hiring mm-hmm. this year. Okay. We did the building inspector, got a, an assistant. Um, I can't remember the third one. And someone else got, got a new assistant as well. And it's not that these people don't need help. We're not really approving stuff that's not needed. We just have to live in our means. Because the thing I'm seeing with working together, imagine if you gave your wife a credit card and you told her, you go out and buy what you need. Well, you got kids. We need clothes. We need this. We need that, et cetera. Wouldn't you tell her before you gave her the card, here's your max? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, if you spend more than such and such and such, maybe we won't have electricity next month. I mean, there's always a limit. Now, isn't that the tax board's team. job, though? Or this isn't, can't the tax board just say no? Not really. I mean, our, 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 we're there to fund 
the measures that the Board of Aldermen want to put in place. So literally, we should just raise the mill rate. We have an oversight. We can look at stuff as it comes through and say, for example, one of the things we look at on the budget is how much did they use last year? Mm -hmm. And if people are asking for stuff but they didn't use it last year, then we'll say, well, what are you asking for? Well, just in case. And we go, no, we don't have money to have just in case. If something happens, contingency, then come back to us and we'll find the money somehow. But we can't have all this money sitting in the budget just in case. Now, how much, I know the, 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 the process starts when all the department heads bring their initial budget requests to you and the other members of BOAT. Had, and maybe, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but had you approved everything people wanted, essentially, what kind of mill rate would be looking at then? What type of increase would it be? We're pretty close to that. No, there's not much we could cut. Because they didn't oh, really, really? Come, they so, didn't okay. come with increases. Hmm. What about the school districts? I know in years past, I mean, there's that video that kind of uh, plays in my head when Mayor Stafari said that the school district had been was, was spending like drunken sailors. <laughs> uh, and and the, 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 the dynamic between uh, all the parties involved uh, is friendlier, I guess, uh, now than it was then. But the, the school district, I was surprised that they, they got their f full request. Was that an area where you could have... No, uh, because all they asked for was the contractual raises for the teachers. They didn't ask. See, Dr. Conway has been just so creative, and he knows the people to go to, and he gets, he gets grants for all these extras that they used to come to the tax board and want more money for. He manages to get all that for the schools. It's great. So he comes to us with either a flat budget, or he comes, in this case, it's time for the teacher contract renewals i think they're 3.5 percent i want to say was was there what right they asked and if for. you look at his his uh budget it's going up 3.5 percent he asked for a couple new things but he got rid of things to make room for it so that it didn't make his budget go up we got a, another half music teacher i think and uh, uh, a coach for track a few things he needed but he gave up things in the stead because he's aware he's, he's very conscientious so he's one of the, the better superintendents and uh, at that we've uh, had at that preliminary budget approval uh, the other night, I guess when was that actually? We should probably try to be more specific. Was that this week? I don't even know. It was the um, or was it last week? Actually, if you don't know, I it's fine. But the the only member of the public and it's not uh, Louis Alwa got up for the storm ambulance mm -hmm. uh, and rescue service and said, "Hey, you guys, I, I guess he requested hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars and the tax board." Uh, put the allocation as it stands right now at $50,000. Mm -hmm. And what's happening there? And they're supposed to meet, I guess, this coming Monday. They're going to come in Monday. Uh, whatever yeah. that is. W w what's happening there? That's like a tradition, basically. Yeah, there is. Yeah, yeah, there is. That <laughs> happens every year. Every year it happens. Every year they come in. They have, they have a very good accounting. They used to kind of do it on their own. And when it we couldn't figure out what was going on, they have accountants. And everything's being done very well, very visible. And every year they come in and they ask for this much and they give a wonderful presentation. Then they go away and some of the members say, well, we're giving them too much money. They're making a profit. And then we cut. And then they come back and show how they're not. Because they're a non-profit. What's unique about the ambulance service in, in Derby is that it's an established non-profit. Uh, so it's not, it's not it's not a city agency. Oh, mm -hmm. this, the city contributes to it, but it's its own independent nonprofit. Oh, okay. Uh, and then if you're a like, nonprofit. because yeah, I was in Ansonia, like they have arms. Yeah. And like they generate revenue too. And that's something that the chief always brings up at budget, budget time is like the, they generate revenue that 
falls to the city but if it, i guess it's different uh, like the arrangement is different uh, in terms of like yeah and, and storms up. they have to file file 990s mm-hmm, with the federal mm-hmm. government it's all yeah. available on guidestar and all that good stuff and i assume they get audited i just i'm just speaking from my own experience as, yeah as i think if you're if you're if you're a 501c3 you have to have an audited financial statement i yeah. should so, i should and, and that's that, what they're but. bringing in essentially mm-hmm. to go they're over doing, they're doing everything uh, the, the, the odd thing is when you're on the tax board and you can have the best intentions, and we have a very good tax board, a lot of very uh, people very interested in doing the right thing and helping Derby. But with the police, for example, you say, you know, we could cut a little here and there. And so you bring the chief of police in. And so you tell them, what do you guys want to cut? And they all clam up because they don't want to look at a person. <laughs> so, mm. You know, it's hard, it is difficult. And then meanwhile, that's a good segue because then we have, because we have a Facebook page about 12,000 strong. And this story, uh, as sort of predicted at that preliminary budget hearing, uh, did generate reaction from readers. <coughs> so I was going to have Ethan, if he doesn't choke to death, I was going to, you can, you can spread out a little, yeah, Ethan. Yeah, am I, I, am I taking up all your space here? Put your laptop up the, there. Got this r- unique stand for your computer. It's. And uh, I'll do. I should just do a quick. uh, You're listening to Valley Naval Gazing on 103.5 WNHH FM, streaming live at valleyindy.org and newhavenindependent.org. We're talking about the proposed Derby budget, which carries a mill rate increase at this moment of four mills. Could cost you about three hundred dollars, but you got to check your paperwork that you got from the recent revaluation. Uh, that's the other thing. People really got to do their own math here. It's, it's, it's hard to explain for everybody uh, how to do it. But, but Ethan, go ahead. I've killed enough time. What, what's the reaction from our Facebook page? Yeah, yeah. just reading a few of these. Uh, Kim Mastriani, uh, until they complete downtown and get commercial taxes coming in, this will not change. We need commercial to compensate for this. There is no one else to go to but the homeowners at this point. Uh, Mary Allison says taxes are already high. Our mayor didn't seem concerned about the loss of revenue from Walmart leaving. Uh, then Kim came, uh, replied saying, I don't think it's the mayor's fault that Walmart is moving. That's a corporate decision. Uh, Chris Bowen says, I could argue until I'm blue in the face why this is necessary. Past budget, sewer repairs, loss of revenue from Walmart, schools, many things we're paying for, aren't Derby's quote-unquote fault, etc. And I would be right, but it will fall on deaf ears. To this electorate, tax is bad. Uh, scrolling down some uh, Janet Evans Neal says how is it that Shelton has everything going for them plenty of corporations new apartment buildings condos nice schools low taxes and we have nothing developing in the city of Derby there's kind of a theme that, that I thought I, I, that emerges there uh, like there was some blame being put on the mayor directly even though in the city of Derby she doesn't no it's not her fault control no, the no. Uh, see the thing and, and what they're saying the first one Kim I guess said is yeah, you need a revenue is flat, 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 mm. flat since about 1950. The revenue is flat, and our and all we put all our hopes on that piece of property on the south side of Main Street. That's not going to be ready for 20 years. We, that's not going to help us now. Maybe in the future, but developers and this is why it works for Shelton. Developers want to come in and find a nice tract of land that doesn't have any liens on it. Doesn't it doesn't have any, never has any had development on it before right. either, you know it doesn't have any railroad line private railroad lines going through the middle of it doesn't have any gas lines doesn't undermine it by tunnels where there used to be generators mm. so a developer comes in and we've had a 
few over the years interested, you know. And they come in and know, oh, yeah, and this is a great location. It is. It's right off of Route 8, right? Got rivers. And then they start seeing thing after thing that would mm. have to be done to develop. And there goes the profit. Bam, bam, bam. Well, developers have to work for a profit. It's what they do for a living. And Derby is not, you know, at this point still, it's not developable. And uh, like Shelton is just a lot bigger than Derby. Like there's just more land to develop, period, you know. Yeah. But there is the question, and and I'll just ask it because like at that meeting, you know, Sam Palastro is on on the the board of apportionment and taxation. He's the head of the Republican Party. And he was sort of saying, I mean, literally he was kind of whispering over your shoulder when we were, uh, myself and Mike Mako were interviewing you. He was saying, well, economic development. There's no economic development. Is some of this, and I'll just ask it because it's been out there, is some of this the tax board or the Republicans trying to put this tax onus and sort of blame it on the mayor, kind of leaving it in her court? Of course, that's politics. <laughs> I thought you were going to deny. Oh, okay. Because, I mean, obviously, tax, if the mayor, the mayor just got through a tough reelection, Rich Zekin was her opponent, and now all of a sudden there's a four mil tax increase potentially on the horizon that, that is not a good thing. Uh, but what the, will it be next year? <laughs> yeah, this could get worse next year. Is or that could, right? Or it could be a lot better because we took the, we took the hit this year. Okay. See, it, it, it's just all but, politics. Yeah, I mean, but is some of this? It, I mean, are, could, could the tax board be doing more uh, to to scale things back, or, or are you trying to set up the mayor? No, 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 not at all, not at all. We are thinking of the taxpayer, and the the tax board is very nonpartisan. We we always work together. There's always one. Like there's Sammy will be sitting there going, "It's all your fault." And we have, you know, a Democrat on there going, oh, you guys are evil. So that's typical. But yeah, it is hard. It, it, I can't tell who's the Democrat. And it's worth and noting the that the mayor herself was a member of, right? Yeah, Wasn't she was she on the mayor tax of the tax board, board for, for several years before terms, yeah. being elected mayor? Yeah. So no, it, it's not. We're not playing politics with the people. I mean, that that's not right. It just, we have to say stuff like that. Everything she does. She's using the wrong toothpaste. No wonder we got a problem. I mean, it's what you do. But... But if you look at the other valley towns, if you look at us, rev- revenue is stagnant, unless you're lucky like Shelton and have developers. Costs are going to continue to go up. If we have everything unionized and we have everything contractual, it's just going to go up. Yeah, so what's it? Because, I mean, yeah, I have uh, I own my house on Hawthorne Avenue. My reval number, I think my the value stayed the same. So I'm going to be looking at paying more taxes personally myself. And I can't, I mean, you know, reporters aren't supposed to throw out the bias, but, but I do question, like, oh, man, what am I getting for my, my tax dollars mm-hmm. uh, in Derby? And I hear that from other, I, I, one thing that sort of depresses me is that uh, I'm hearing, and I live on, what, what side? Of, I'm on the west side mm. of Derby, right? And a lot of, there'll be a young, family younger than me, and they're all, they're all trying to get out, essentially. And it's depressing, because it's like, I bought my home here, I want to raise my, my kid here, but all his Friends are moving away because mm. everyone wants to move to another town. So what's the what's the long term uh, answer here if there if there is any? Well, or though maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's only according my to, personal. According to a lot of Facebook commenters, it's merge with the uh, Shelton or Ansonia. Tom Harbinson and Shelton. I don't know about merging, but at the very least cooperating and starting to share. I mean, <sighs> I, is, I believe I could be wrong. I believe that Connecticut and Rhode Island are the only states that don't have the county system. Mm-hmm. Mm. No county services. Um. And so we're each little town with their, all their fire trucks and each little town with all their this and that. And there's a lot of duplication. And people have always shied away from regionalization for whatever reason. And we don't have to, like, send our kids to Ansonia schools. You don't have to do 
be that drastic to regionalize. But maybe we can share some equipment. Maybe we can share some services. Like in education, what is the single biggest cost after the teachers? What do you think? Well, I know uh, special education always special always a big education drive. Needs. Transportation, and that's paying uh, yeah. uh, kids w uh, with special needs who can't be taught within our own school system. They have to go elsewhere, and the hometown is responsible for, for paying Exactly. That. So if we can have some kind of a regional thing for that, where we have a place for the kids to go and get really top-notch So it's a structural care. problem that's much bigger than Derby, it sounds like you're saying. Like Derby won't yeah, be able well, to... Yeah, well, the other towns are having the same problem. Like I said, Shelton's kind of the anomaly, but it's... Mm -hmm. A different and as you also alluded to, like a lot of it, a lot of it, in some communities anyway, is softened by sort of state revenue, and with that in jeopardy this year, more than previous budget years, probably that that you know, like you said, it, it's sort of a perfect storm mm -hmm. with that playing into it as well. And then, like, I don't know whether you, like, I, I you know, I see stories about the state budget process, but like, are you confident you'll have? firm numbers whether good or bad before derby not has, really okay it, it's always guesswork hmm. and this and worse and worse every year so we could have a little break you know it could be i mean we're what we're hoping for and it's very doable is that now that that budget is in play the preliminary budget is in place we felt that that would get everyone going more than if we tried to do some cuts and then people were just going to argue about the cuts we wouldn't solve anything. You kind of would have had a stalemate there, one of those like mar which has happened in the past in Derby, where there's, it's it's kind of like you're 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 arguing with each other to the you know I think it's like twelve right, well, at night and right, sorry person, I interrupted you. you no, should. that's okay. But one person said, "Yeah, let's just cut everybody," and I said, "Do you know what's going to happen if we cut everybody? Everyone's going to be in here having a cow because they'll all have reasons they shouldn't be cut." I said, "It has to come from higher up. It has to be part of a city plan." We're doing it this way and this way. And then everybody can argue about it. But we had to make that happen. So we figured, let's put out worst case. Without this is the worst case, f a four-mil increase? I is think so, yeah. Okay. I think so. So what do you think is going to happen? I mean, obviously, the, the, the public hearing is the 24th, Tuesday, May 24th, 7 p.m., Derby City Hall, Aldermatic Chambers, second floor, 1 Elizabeth Street. I don't know the phone number, sorry. Uh, but, I mean, maybe you'll get people out who are unhappy about uh, the potential tax increase. Uh, although right. I, I have to think, like, unless, you're, unless the two political parties are sort of organizing people to come out, based on my experience, there probably won't be a big turnout. Mm -hmm. uh, but, but I think we've got everyone's attention. I think it's going to dribble in. I think we're going to have, maybe we'll do a little bit better with the state. And I think the mayor will come out with a budget that she sees a couple places that we're not aware of that it would be okay to cut, even if it means a job. Um, as we work the numbers for the insurance and all that. So, we, you know, we could end up easily saving half a mil. And there's also, like, I don't know if that's the case in uh, in any departments in Derby, but I, I guess the mayor would be in a better position to know, as you said, about, you know, maybe a retirement or a, something mm -hmm. like that. You Should know, just that say could, that's the Ansonia train uh, stopping by. Oh, yeah, the, the Yankee Clipper. <laughs> it's not really the, the Yankee Clipper, but the Sorry. Waterbury Clipper. Did you make your point before I yeah, totally yeah. went on a... I did. All right. So maybe we should uh, take a break. And uh, at Valley Naval Gazing, when we say take a break, we're actually just talking about we're going to continue to keep talking because we don't have any sponsors. 
If anybody wants to sponsor us, uh, hit us up at valleyindependentsentinel at gmail.com. But let's talk about this approximate week in history. Mm. I say approximate because we're, we're, we're taping this on one day. It's going to air on the Valley Indie, and then it's going to air on the radio station. Oh, so yeah. this is rough. And this was, this was uh, prepared by our intern, Marco Rumbin. Mm. It was. Before he left. Thanks. All right. So go ahead, Ethan. What, what did he prepare? So it's all on Marco if you yeah. can't read. And Judy, feel free to weigh in on this. This is like Clearly Derby stuff. Back in the day, the Clearly Derby page. <laughs> All right. Uh, first, and yeah, this is from derbyhistorical.org. Um, May 19th, 1908. Seymour. The wooden bridge over Bladen's Brook near the beach farmhouse in Skokarat gives way under a team of four horses pulling the town road scraper, plunging them, plunging them into five-foot deep water. Other workmen saved the scraper's driver who was entangled in the reins. The four horses are okay. So that's a, a happy ending, but I guess the, the town road scraper went into the drink. I'm just hooked on your delivery. It sounds like you're trying to put us to sleep. Like you're lulling us. And uh, then are you doing some cool jazz there? I'm just, you know. Oh, the humanity. Uh, May 21st, 1910, Oxford. Two dogs have been on the rampage in what? Oxford and Southbury for the last few days. <laughs> And have killed fifty-three sheep and five <laughs> lambs. Well, that's a what were those those sheep? What now? Well, local farmers are searching for them with guns. That's <laughs> Oxford story, man. With guns. Have you ever? And like you, you, you uh, walk dogs a lot, Judy. Have you ever had your dogs just take off and go on a rampage and kill one sheep no. or no? I had one go on a rampage today and try to catch a squirrel. That's no good. Who went up a tree faster than you could imagine a squirrel could, especially since it was a mastiff. Whoa. Did you <laughs> just let him go? I would just let him go. Oh, isn't I a, have at it. Isn't a lamb a sheep? Yes, yeah, a baby sheep. It's a, okay. I got Okay. All right. I'll so do this. They, May they 20th. differentiated. <laughs> May 20th, 1932. And Sonia. Yesterday, a student at Fourth Street School was sent home due to a bad case of poison ivy. This apparently gave some students the idea of rubbing poison ivy on themselves so they would not have to attend school. This sounds like BS. They <laughs> convinced about 40 of their fellow students to join them. School officials quickly learned who the ringleaders of the zany scheme were. But the general feeling is the students have suffered enough to avoid further punishment. That's great. Want to do the next one? May 28, 1957, Derby. It is announced that 19 explorers in post-33 will become Eagle Scouts June 5th. This many boys receiving the difficult-to-obtain Boy Scout rank is reportedly unprecedented in New England history, possibly in American history as well. And that's interesting because we, when we had the great give uh, last week, I, I asked, um, we had the Houstonic Council Boy Scouts, uh, Gary Parker. Gary Parker, yep. Uh, he was, uh, he did an interview with us and I, and I mentioned that and he was like, yeah, he said, talked about how proud they've always been to uh, have a lot of Eagle Scouts out of Troop 3. And I'm, I'm just thinking of the, the, there was the one recently, a couple years ago, uh, basically built uh, the dog park over on Coon Hollow Road. Mm -hmm. Anthony Bartholomew? Yeah, his name yeah, that's there. right. Yeah, yeah. There, yeah, some things I remember. Um, but yeah, that's a, that's always been sort of a cool aspect of the valley. I wonder if one of those Eagle Scouts in uh, 1957 was Brian Dennehy. <laughs> Maybe. I think he moved away before he was that old. 
He used to live on Mount Pleasant Street on my street. We mm-hmm. wanted to get him in here for the Great Give, that Great Give webcast we did. He's I think never his number. Coming back. Well, he came back once. It's like George Lucas. I, I, George Lucas was born in my hometown. And he doesn't acknowledge it? He will not come back. What <laughs> town is that? Modesto, California. Oh, is that where? Is that like Northern, Southern California? Central. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody I knows was born that George. In, uh, Stanford. Yeah. I was, we were from Half Moon Bay, though. Say that again. I, I stepped on it. I Stanford. On Stanford University. Who? What? Okay. I was. That's where I was born. Oh, Palo Alto. Okay. Louis Pasteur Drive. Yeah, Palo Alto, California. In a hospital or like in the in a. University? I was born in a hospital. Oh, okay. Yeah, we. Uh, my family lived in a town called Half Moon Bay at the time. Great uh, surfing. Surfing town. Yeah. Yeah. Up from Santa Cruz. Yeah. Spent all our summers in Santa Cruz with my kids. If you ever get a chance to go to Northern California, take it. Don't stay there, though. That's a funny story. I had a friend come out. When I lived in California, I had a friend come out from back east. And we were thinking of stuff to do. And I said, wouldn't it be cool? We could go over uh, in that area and go to Menlo Park Mm. and find out where Edison started. And we're over there driving around all day. It wasn't Menlo Park, California. It was Menlo Park, New Jersey. N-E-W-Jers. Oh, easily confused. We had a lot of fun, but never found anything for Edison. So there's actually the one of the, there's a firehouse somewhere out in California where the it's uh, speaking of Edison. They're like the longest uh, lasting light bulb has been turned on for like a hundred years and it's still on because they say like that's the stress of a filament and the light bulb is good from turning on and off so if you just leave a light on all the time it'll last a really long time and that firehouse is proof on a related note i wanted to ask you judy (laughs) there was just i mean this will be old news by the time uh, maybe this is on new haven radio but uh, the, the man running for Senate who shared the picture of Themis uh, Claritus. On, did you hear about this? No. Oh, then it's not even worth going into. Oh, I know now. Let's just. Oh, oh, he, uh, Ethan, do you want to explain it? August Wolf, I guess the guy. He's not. Does he go by Augie or August? I just got an email from him and it was signed Augie. So okay, good. Know. All right, good. So we can but, see that. But uh, basically, he wa- he's trying to. He wants to run against Blumenthal for Senate next year. The Republicans had their convention. The state Republicans had their convention. They nominated a uh, state rep from Bethel, Dan Carter. So Mr. Wolf thinks this is all a conspiracy from Republican power brokers against him. He's going all Trump. He's going all Trump. One of those. Full tilt Trump. He includes Themis in that group. And I guess had Themis tweeted something about like she she nominated uh a carter, carter and okay. i guess there was i yeah and i don't I know exactly what she said something about how uh, you know you were like, an olympic shot putter that doesn't qualify you to be a senator yeah, yeah. i could be and he, that's, he 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 got angry tweeted at her with a picture from when she was a ring girl for the wwe back in the day she was yeah and uh that really uh that rubbed a yeah, few people the wrong way it was because, something yeah. along the lines does this make you qualified yeah, to yeah, be yeah. whatever well, and it was just that's some good that's some good back and forth there <laughs> right i was just kind of like well wait a second yeah. i mean it, you you're you're, you're challenging you're, you're questioning her experience i think she's what, been a legislator think, yeah, for a the, long time now what made her what would make her qualified is the fact that she's been reelected as a state rep she's been doing the job a while several terms so yeah. and i i posted it on on our facebook page i thought people would uh really get angry at that because it seemed kind of like gutter politics you know on uh from augie's side uh, oh, i bet trump is gonna he is going to 
get a lot of people trying stuff like that because he's been so successful. Do you think, like my worry about Trump, one of, m- many worries, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but one thing, yeah, I think the level of discourse in politics, which was already pretty low, it, to me, and, in this, and I'm biased because I'm a reporter, but now it just seems like it's, it's just open season on reporters. If whatever you report, you're biased, you're no good, you have a personal whatever. Uh, do you support Trump? Do you th- are you going to vote for him? Because Judy's a Republican. Absolutely. You're going for him. Okay. Okay. You're not feeling the burn? I like Trump. I think we need Trump right now. I, I'm just done with political correctness and all that. Done. But he seems like, I mean, I don't, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a fan of political correctness, but I think like Trump is beyond, poli- he's just a jerk. Well, maybe like, we need a jerk right now. I think we do. We need someone who'll say things the way they are. Hey, you guys, get it back on your side. He's like, that's not so bad. <laughs> his tweets, though. Do you do you follow him on Twitter? Though it makes I had to mute the guy. Actually, I've never followed him. <laughs> I don't. Follow yeah, I, I follow him, but I, I just I don't know if I like gloss by his his stuff most of the time. I mean, one thing I would say is that I don't think, you know, I think there are a lot of things wrong with the especially like the the DC press corps like there i mean there's all sorts of things right and you know not every reporter is a a white knight you know out just searching oh, no, for I don't truth think and so justice at all. yeah like, yeah yeah the two of us are obviously well yeah but, obviously i my concern is that i'm going to get flat like, cuz yeah, 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 and those yeah, other jerks yeah yeah i guess exactly. that's what i'm saying yeah, totally yeah. self-centered and, and like i you know i think there's a critique to be offered of of the national press corps i just don't think what are you Trump running for is office? doing the best thing to d- doing the best uh, articulation of it, perhaps. So now we have to somehow turn this around to the Derby budget because this whole conversation <laughs> has just gone gone uh, into the woods. But what do you want to hear, Judy? What are you looking to hear at the public hearing? I don't know if the public hearing because people, like you said, they don't tend to come unless we try to cut the schools. Then we tend to get parents there. Otherwise, no one ever comes to any of the tax board meetings. There's yeah. never anyone there. So I don't hope for much there, but I'm hoping to hear from the mayor of Derby with some ideas on how we could maybe do some cuts without harming services. But again, isn't that the tax board's <coughs> job? Isn't should the tax board be doing that? It's our it's our job to cut fat, to try to get the budget in with as small of an increase. It's not our job. I don't feel it's our job to cut jobs, especially if I'm not sure. How are we to know which are essential and which aren't? What criteria are we supposed to use other than just citizens? Sure. But like with the ambulance corps, I'm old. I want them ready. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I don't feel good. Come get me, you know. So do I use that criteria? But now the way the charter goes, is the mayor definitely going to present her version of the budget? Because wasn't that, isn't that a relatively new thing in Derby? I, I could be wrong, but I thought like when we launched... It was just all tax board, and there really wasn't. We always ask the the mayor too because we want to see for that very reason. We need some some input. Shouldn't that be done? We at need the beginning some guidance. Of the process? Like I've seen that, that done. Been, like well, we've been asking for it for a while. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where's the budget? Got a budget? And she says, "Yes, I'm working on it." I think her problem is that she's just like us, waiting for Hartford to settle down and see what the hard numbers are. That really puts a crimp in everything. When you what's don't your, know. What's your deadline? What's the deadline that, that Derby's working with right now? When do you have to have a budget in place? By the end of May. 
almost like the 29th, I think. So. Oh, okay. So this is. Yeah, we'll be voting on it just maybe the that week of the public hearing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Do you think the tax board will pass a budget with a four mil increase? I know you passed it in, in that preliminary version, but there seemed to be a hope there that that was sort of a cattle prod to City Hall and the citizens of Derby to get them to come out. Uh, let's say nothing changes. Do you, would you vote yes for a budget with a tax increase like that? I don't really get to vote because I'm the chairman, but I see. Oh, it. how convenient. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding, Junior. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can break ties up. But uh, it could go either way. I could see us passing it just out of desperation, like, what do you want us to do? And I could see us saying, no, we just can't, can't go that far. But see, the bad thing is if we don't pass one, then we fall back on the previous year's budget, which will leave us in all sorts of legal. Yeah, and that's something that Ansonia is facing the prospect of, too, because of their question mark. You know, they, they, they're hopeful that they'll come to some sort of... That's right. They're running up again. And they have a whole other thing going on mm-hmm. where uh, the, the Board of Education is sort of being pressured, according to some, to uh, adopt a new insurance policy. Yeah, yeah. If that's self-funded insurance. Self-funded yeah, without, insurance. Without going into a two-hour digression, which would right. be necessary to explain all the ins and outs and what But But if people want to know more about that, they yeah, should check definitely. out the video. Uh, we posted an entire uh, meeting of the Board of Ed and the Board of Aldermen and Ansonia where they discuss that issue. So it seems that things are tough all over. But Seymour managed to sort of get their budget I think they were shocked, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there were some on it our Facebook. It passed? It really yeah, yeah. passed? There were people on our Facebook page who said this, the town just, like, kept it under wraps <laughs> and just, like, kind of threw it out to the people behind their back, like a backwards pass. Like mm-hmm. There was only, like, what, 300 Cheats. people who went to vote or it won by yeah, I forget three? the... It was a small number. It definitely yeah, usually uh, usually the Board of Ed, at least, is, is just rejected uh, the first time as a matter of course. So the fact that they got that approved is, you know... That surprised me. Mm. And as we wrap this up, Judy, is there anything you wanted to uh, add or, or the, perhaps a line of questioning that we didn't ask you about uh, the Derby budget? Um, not really. Just to just say once again, it's not just our problem. It's not just this administration's problem. It's a valley problem. we got to find other revenue sources. And we have to work smart, uh, work together, try to keep costs down. Okay. And the people, God forbid, get somewhat involved so you know what's going on. That would be wonderful. And that's like, I don't think none of us have the answer uh, for that. I mean, I get frustrated myself. I have like uh, people in my neighborhood who kind of like they know what I do for a living, you know, but they just there's there's they don't pay attention to the local news whatsoever. And I don't know how. Why that is a siren somewhere, and then you know, a fire what's going on fire. down my street? Like, but it's, uh, it's really tough. Medical to, call, dude. It's really tough to to, to get people uh, involved. And, and like what you know, it, it and what that uh, does. Unless the evil you, side you, of that, you put a twelve mil tax increase in, that'll get people involved. Right. Yeah. I don't know. But, we'll but see. after the fact, yeah, yeah, usually yeah, the, yeah, it's exactly. when they get that tax bill and you have to pay it in July. You're like, what the? Yeah. But what that does, I think, and I'm not saying that ha- that happens in Derby, but then if you don't get involved, you're allowing a really small group of people mm-hmm. to control a lot. Mm-hmm. And then if nobody pays attention as the media goes away, we do the best we can. But it's like that's how things start to take a turn for the for the dark. That doesn't make sense. But yeah. for the worst. Worse. Maybe. But yeah. Th- yeah. 
So anyway, on that happy note, this has been a really <laughs> uplifting episode <laughs> of uh, Valley uh, Naval Gazing. I just want to thank everybody for Fiscal listening. Cliff edition. And uh, next week we're going to have on um, Bill Murray. <laughs> no, that's just that's just a lie. But uh, Judy, thanks a lot, seriously, for taking the time yeah, and to you. chat with us. You've yeah. always been accessible, helpful, always provide info, uh, which I really appreciate. No, well, thanks for the opportunity and and for looking out for Derby. All right, thank you. Later.